0: Hey guys, we're so glad you're here. Welcome to the I Heart Learning and Teaching podcast, where we're always talking about project-based learning and staying curious about the world around us. Here's your host, Lizzie. Hey everybody, so glad you're here. We are talking all things project-based learning happening in your early childhood classroom to first grade. So for our first part of the podcast... Let's have some chit chat. Today, we put the lens over project-based learning and really, what is it? And why should you consider bringing it into your learning environment? So to start off, if we rewind about five years ago, I was sitting in the same boat. What even is project-based learning and what's really so great about it? So one hot and sunny New Orleans summer afternoon, a dear principal friend of mine called and asked if I'd lead an instructional shift across her early childhood department. And of course, I said with an eager commitment before even letting her finish what the actual instructional shift was going to be, yes, I would love to lead it. Then she followed it with, well, I'd like to bring in project-based learning. Great, I said, and then we hung up. It was a short conversation, but when the conversation ended, uh, I think I nearly fainted. I realized what I had just done and there wasn't any turning back. So not only was project-based learning not in my wheelhouse of expertise, but I really hadn't heard that much about it. It didn't exist in the many schools where I work. So after a 10 minute panic attack, I got myself together and started researching, reading everything, listening, and ordering mounds of books around project-based learning in early childhood. And in the next few months, I committed myself to becoming a project-based learning expert. And what I quickly learned was that I loved what I was learning. How had I never invested time in this teaching and learning style before? I didn't know. Well, fast forward, and after a few months of researching, that led to a few years of research. And I can gratefully say that I have definitely found my love of learning. The project-based learning approach has truly opened a whole new world of teaching and learning that I never knew existed. I'm still lucky enough to work with and lead the project-based learning shift across that amazing school where the principal called and asked me to support her teachers. And they've all become 100% project-based teaching and learning classrooms. And they're thriving every single day. We constantly have teachers and other schools calling and asking to go visit those classrooms so that they can see what project-based learning looks like in action. And I love visiting their school because when you walk into each one of these classrooms, the kids literally get up out of their chairs, run right to me, and say, Miss Lizzie, Miss Lizzie, look what we're learning about. And they take my hand and we run over to the concept board and they start talking and they really don't stop. They go on and on about all of their great, amazing learning, things that I could never by myself have taught them Um, and it's a variety of ideas coming from different students so they're really building their own knowledge independently so what is this incredible approach to learning and why should you consider it so after two years of leading the school um, I want you to listen in on a conversation that I had with a parent of a child that was in one of these classrooms that focused in on project-based teaching and learning. So she was telling me about something that happened over that particular weekend at a birthday party that I thought was pretty fantastic. She told how the kindergarten children were all at a classmate's birthday party, and instead of doing the birthday party planned activities, The parents found the kids sitting around and talking about the solar system from the project-based learning unit that they were investigating on the sky. She said they kept sharing facts with each other, and some even drew their learning right there at the party. I know. Right. Think about it. As teachers, we dream about this type of transfer of knowledge every day from our eager learners. And it was happening at a birthday party on a Saturday. So I'm here to say that project-based learning just naturally builds this into their everyday learning language. This is my favorite story and one of the best compliments for project-based learning. It speaks volumes about the impacts and supports each of them on discovering more about our big, beautiful world. So let's talk about the structure of project-based learning. Its framework is set up in three distinct phases where the teacher and student's roles shift and change throughout each phase. All three phases make up a complete unit, and there really isn't a set time frame for each phase, meaning we really wouldn't say phase one is this many days and phase two lasts this many days. It's more about how much content you're including in the unit, what's the interest level of the learner, and how deep are you planning on diving into the topic. A full project-based learning unit can last all the way up to three to four weeks. Or Bright Projects also offers mini-units that are typically taught in one week or five days. The mini-units are a great support for quickly covering content or supporting an interest of the students as an outcome from one of the larger units. So let's say you did a large three-week long unit on the ocean but you notice that a large majority of your students were very interested in sharks. You may follow up that large ocean unit with a mini unit, which is five days that specifically focuses on sharks. So let's break down the phases. Phase one, it's known as the introduction and immersion phase. During this time, learners are being acquainted with the focus topic, whether it's a broad topic like weather or ocean, or narrowed in such as ants or clouds or sharks. The topic possibilities are truly endless. In this phase, the central learning area known as the concept board or focus wall, where you'll find the project driving question and all of the learning happening throughout the project are displayed on this focus wall. Students visit it daily and new ideas and learning are constantly being added to the wall by both the teacher and the students. What I love about the focus wall is it doesn't look like a beautiful put together Pinterest board. Now y'all, it took me some time to kind of digest that because as teachers, we tend to want things to look a certain way or be beautiful and perfect. But what I'm still learning and have learned about project-based learning is it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about what we can make look pretty or what we tell the kids to look pretty but it's about celebrating their individual accomplishments as researchers and investigators. So what's great about this concept board is it really and truly reflects the learning happening in your classroom because it's what the students are seeing and learning and their visuals and their drawings and creations will be celebrated up on that concept board. And the students get to share their wonders about the focus topic and part of their work in phase two is to uncover the findings to their wonders. The teacher has a heavier role during phase one in supporting the learning through guided lessons. Okay, then we shift into phase two. The learning roles definitely take a bit of a shift. The teacher moves more to a support role while the students step into the spotlight of lead learner And they really begin driving their understanding of the concept or project topic through a few things, deep inquiry, investigations, research, and discovery. In this phase, students will typically visit a field site related to the topic, whether it's an in-person field site visit or virtual. They keep a field journal where they document their learning. And they are constantly researching and diving deeper into the topic through class investigations. They become expert learners through something that's amazing called inquiry stations. And we'll talk about that in a later podcast. And finally, in phase two, they create a display, some type of display of their expert knowledge with their final project. Phase two typically lasts the longest because it's jam packed with a variety of learning opportunities. Then we move to the very last phase, phase three, and it's the shortest phase because during this phase, learners present their expert knowledge and projects to an audience. This this phase is powerful in so many ways because it gives the students opportunities to share what they've learned, create and share their models of learning and present as a public speaker to a real audience. The students love this part of the project because they're so proud of their accomplishments and they look forward to sharing their expert knowledge that they gained through the project. As phase three comes to a close, the final projects and works from the concept board are put on display in the hallway or maybe the school entrance or another communal area in the school or daycare or in your home where the learning that the students have done can be shared and celebrated. Let's talk about the fact that this is a shift in traditional teaching models because in project-based learning you won't find a lot of worksheets you won't find a lot of busy work or learning that focuses on exactly the same student product or outcomes. So for example, if your students were studying bees in a typical thematic unit, maybe one of those products um, at the end of the unit might be to color or paint the same worksheet printout of a beehive And all the students paint their thumbprints yellow and then they place them around the colored beehive to act as bees buzzing around the hive. Um, As these grace the hallway, most of the time, all 20 look exactly the same. While it sounds super cute, when you put a learning lens over it, it truly lacks the deep inquiry that our young learners yearn for. However, in project-based learning, learners are greeted with a variety of hands-on learning approaches that support all different learning styles and they require students to do their own research and find answers to the wonders that they pose. There really aren't any cute one-size crafts in project-based learning, but you will find amazing inquiry stations that are full of wonder and exciting opportunities for discovery of the project topic. Students are also given a choice at the end of phase two when they create projects. They decide how they want to display and share their expert knowledge. And y'all, this can look a lot of different ways. We've had students create murals, posters, stop motion videos, a puppet show, a skit, a model with Legos, a model with paper, they painted something, a model with Play-Doh, and really the list of project outcomes goes on and on. This is when deep learning takes place and leaves our students with the intrinsic motivation to discover on their own. So that's a quick rundown of the framework of project-based learning and the foundations it's built upon. Um, If you didn't know, I've recently written a book. It's called Sparking Curiosity Through Project-Based Learning in the Early Childhood Classroom. And you can find it on Amazon or you can go to the Rutledge website. That's www.routledge.com. This book is a complete guide to supporting you in getting project-based learning started in any learning space, whether it's your home, whether it's a classroom, or your entire school. It also includes two units to teach in your classroom, as well as real stories from educators just like you. Okay, now we've come to the time in our podcast where We wanna hear from you, our amazing project-based learning community. So let's get into some of the project-based learning questions that you've been wondering. Question number one, this one comes from Monique. Hi, Monique. She asks us, I've taught in one way for so long. I wanna try project-based learning in my classroom, but I'm scared. Do you have any suggestions? Monique, I love this question because I think we were either all there or are still there. How do you set aside some teaching habits that have become comfortable and welcome new practices into your teaching and learning environment? Sometimes some educators are just ready to completely dive in and try on an entire project-based learning unit from start to finish. but Oftentimes, that can be scary for some educators or just a bit too much too soon. Monique, what if you tried incorporating a few bits and pieces from a project-based learning unit one at a time in correlation to your already planned thematic units or lessons and then slowly continue to add bits and pieces until you feel completely comfortable teaching an entire project-based learning unit? Let's think about what this might look like in real time. So you might consider starting with the concept board or focus wall. This is really the easiest way to begin incorporating foundations of project-based learning into your learning space. All you need to do is create um, a wall or an area in your classroom where learning is documented through pictures of the content, anchor charts that support students thinking and learning, wonders students have about the topic, vocabulary that naturally comes up during learning, and really any other supports that you're using during your daily teaching. So this becomes sort of an interactive board that students begin using and referring to throughout the entire unit. They can study a picture, add ideas to the wall, or just ponder the questions that classmates ask this board will help to get project-based learning off to a great start in your learning space then you might move to incorporating one or two inquiry stations just to see what open-ended discovery looks and feels like in your learning space don't be afraid to take it slow at first until you feel comfortable with the entire framework of project-based learning thanks for that great question We're excited to hear how the launch of project-based learning goes in your learning space, Monique. All right, question two comes from Sarah. What happens if I want to start project-based learning in my kindergarten classroom, but the rest of my grade-level team isn't on board? What should I do? Sarah, this is a fantastic question. I think we've all been there one time or another. This is tricky because we know a few underlying roots to hesitancy in the shift. One, change can be scary, and they may just simply be frightened of failing. We teachers love to be experts in our field, and sometimes it's scary to try new teaching practices on. Two, Putting in the time to research and read about and understand project-based learning requires time that maybe they just aren't willing to invest. Three, sometimes we get comfortable in our teaching and learning groove and we don't see a need for change, so we just don't welcome it. Four, they may just not know enough about it to really wanna bring it into their learning space. So where does this leave you, Sarah? Well, I love to think of it as the prime opportunity for you to shine and share. Why not tell them that you're going to try on a project-based learning unit in your classroom just to kind of see how it goes? Or if you're not comfortable telling them this because you feel like it won't be welcomed, you could also just try on a project-based learning unit. And then after you do that, share the outcomes at your next grade level meeting. It's important for these teachers to hear your struggles and your successes while trying on this unit. So this is really the perfect opportunity to support them in this scary, untrodden area that they may be feeling some discomfort in. It's not that you're going against them. It's just that you're excited about a new teaching and learning method that could really bring drastic changes for your entire grade level. school really for that matter, drastic in a way that they haven't really seen yet. Learners driving their own learning, investigating to find out more, and being intrinsically motivated to joyfully collect and share expert knowledge. This is so different from a worksheet, a workbook, or a craft activity, and it can be scary because classroom control looks a little bit different in the project-based learning framework. And you're here to show them how and illuminate all the amazing outcomes of teaching with project-based learning approach. I know we're all eager to hear how this journey of shining and sharing project-based learning with your grade level goes. We know you'll do amazing things across your campus, Sarah. Thanks for asking that great question. We've come to the end of our time together, and I wanted to leave you with a few takeaways from this podcast. One, you are an amazing educator, and you can consider what this new view of project-based learning inquiry and discovery may look like in your learning space. Two, jump in feet first or slowly incorporate the three phases of project-based learning into your learning space. Either method is fine. Just get started. Three, share out your journey with others. Your experiences are powerful. Thanks for joining us and thank you for being committed to teaching and learning. I'll see you next time as we break down the walls of project-based learning.